Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is water. W-A-T-E-R. Really? You bet your life! It's Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you by the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers, the dealers who have on display the outstanding DeSoto Automatic with fully automatic power flight transmission and the all-new Plymouth, your best buy in the low-priced field. And now, here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Hernando DeSoto. Well, here I am again with $2,000 for one of our couples. George, who's first? Well, Groucho, we have some people with interesting stories for you tonight. And without further ado, Andy Sanchez and Lee Whitney, further ado. Oh, that's pretty fancy. (laughs) What does that mean? Right now, would uh, Lee Whitney and and Mr. Sanchez come in, please, and meet? Further ado, is this the way you talk in private life, (laughs) too? No, I... No, no. You no. wouldn't say that if you were playing poker with three or four or five fellas, would you? I wish I hadn't said it tonight. I... <laughs> further ado. Huh? I sort of like it now. <laughs> and without further ado, Andy Sanchez and Lee You're Whitney. Repeating it, huh? <laughs> Andy. Uh... <laughs> welcome, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house without further ado. <laughs> Liz Whitney and Andy Sanchez, eh? Lee Whitney. Lee, Lee Whitney, yes. oh. Miss Whitney, obviously I should start with you. Is that okay? Uh, it's not Miss Whitney, it's Mrs. Obviously I should start right where I started. I should stop right here. However, I might as well find out a few things. Uh, without further ado, uh, where, are you, where are you from, Lee? I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, huh? Mm-hmm. Wonderful place, Detroit. The sun rises and sets there every day. Did you ever visit the DeSoto factory in in Detroit? Yes, as a matter of fact, I modeled for the DeSoto company. You don't say, a DeSoto Mm -hmm. model, Mm -hmm. huh? Men, wouldn't you like to have one of these models in your garage? (laughs) (laughs) What else did you do in Detroit, Lee? Well, I used to model Chris Craft speedboats, and I did... You modeled speedboats? Yes. Well, how do you model a speedboat? Well, uh, I used to sit on the on the boat, you know, when it was in or out of the water, and they used to take pictures. That's the way. Really? You said water. You said water. That's the secret word. And without further ado, you get fifty dollars. <laughs> and here's fifty dollars for you with plenty of ado. <laughs> now, how did, how did you say you model a, a speedboat? Well, There's I no s- point in saying water again. You've got your fifty dollars. <laughs> I sit on the boat. You know, you've seen the girls that wave on the boats. No, uh, no girls no. wave to me. Anyway. <laughs> the only waves I see are the waves that are in the water. Right? <laughs> and they take pictures of the boat while it's in motion and out of motion, uh-huh. and then they put them in various magazines. I see. Well, Andy uh, Sanchez, uh, you. S- it's me, Groucho. I used to smoke a cigar with that name. <laughs> Where are you from, Mr. Sanchez? Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque? Sir. What did you do for a living in Albuquerque, Andy? I uh, sold Carl's shoes. 
You sold Carl's shoes, and what did he do? Run around barefoot? <laughs> While we're on the subject of shoes, Andy, tell me, do you have a mate? Yes, I do, Groucho. Been married 39 years. Do you have any kids? Yes, I have six grown children, three beautiful daughters, and three good-looking young men. Have you been a good father to this uh, large Very man? good. I raised them nicely and advised them instead of using the paddle. What do you mean? You were out in a canoe with them? <laughs> I mean, I never uh, spanked them or used a whip or anything like that. You mean after they grew up, you were afraid, huh? <laughs> Somebody once said, never strike your children except in self-defense. Huh? <laughs> well, let's return to you, Lee. When, when did you meet your husband? Well, I met him, well, uh, about 18 months ago when I was a chorus girl. I met him while oh, I was... You were in show business, huh? Yes. What, uh-huh. sh- what show were you with? The Top Banana Show. Really? Oh, uh-huh. you know, the Phil Silvers, the star of the show, is one of my best friends. Did you know that? Well, I, I thought he might mm-hmm. be. Well, what, do you think, what do you think of him? Well, I think he's wonderful. I think he's one of the funniest men in the world, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes a beautiful friendship. <laughs> Lee, what did, what did you do in Top Banana? Well, I was the understudy to the lead, the oh. leading lady in well, the show. Who was the leading lady? I don't remember. Well, there were two, Judy Lynn and Kay Ballard. Uh-huh. And uh, I, would, I did a lot of chorus work, too. Mm. I was the girl with the pinwheels. Mm. Uh, they had a, a skit, the very last well, scene Well, I was the, the boy with the telescope in the second uh. row. <laughs> <laughs> what does an understudy do? Could you tell the audience? Because most yes. of them are not familiar with the, the Well, theater. an understudy is... Uh, has to know the lines and know exactly what the songs are. And she goes usually through rehearsal twice a week with the cast. Mm-hmm. And she has to be ready each night on a moment's notice to go on if anything happens. But most of the time she just stands around and waits for the leading lady to uh, break her leg or something. <laughs> well, how often do they break their leg? And not too often, I'm afraid. No. It's this kind of warmth and loyalty that proves there's no business like show business. <laughs> And anyway, if she broke her leg, she'd still be in the cast. (laughs) Well, it's been fun talking to you two, and now let's see how much money you can win. Without further ado, we're going to go into the quiz. Remember, we start you off with $100. If you miss a question, you lose half your bankroll. You can stop any time you feel you're ahead of the other couples. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay, let's see how much money you can make. You selected music. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. 60? 60. All right, $60. $60. One answer between you. Jack Megan and the orchestra are going to play a great tune written by Maxwell Anderson and Kurt Weill. You identify it. Play, Jack. September song. <laughs> September song? That's right. We just wanted to see if they could play it. <laughs> Well, your bankroll is now $160. Okay, now what do you want to try? Just $70. $70. $70. Stranger right. in Paradise is from what Broadway musical? Uh, Kismet. Kismet is correct, then. Wow. You now have $230. What do you want to do? What about the $80 now? You want the $80? $80. Wow, all right. Words and music for such great songs as Strike Up the Band, Embraceable You, and Someone to Watch Over Me were written by two famous brothers. Who are they? Oh, dear. Talk it over. Uh, what? Can you... Two famous brothers. They wrote Strike Up the Band, Embraceable You, and Someone to Watch Over oh, Me. Oh, my. Um, 
Two famous brothers. Not Rogerson. Hart. Talk it over. Yeah. I want to answer the phone. Who is it? Oh. Rogerson Hart? No, it's George and Ira Geisman. Oh, you my. Known I should have known. You uh, still have half of your bankroll, so you have $115. And it's your last chance to beat the other couples. You can go ahead or quit. I'm taking the $50 one. All right, the $50 one, I guess. All right, Gus Kahn and Isham Jones wrote this song in 1924. You tell me what it is. Play, Jack. It had to be you. It had to be you. And you wind up with $165. Thanks and good luck to the Soda Plymouth Dealers. Only Plymouth dares to compare. Yes, only Plymouth dares to compare part by part with the other two cars in the lowest price field. Recently, a 1954 Plymouth and current models of the other two best-known low-price cars were taken apart by Plymouth engineers and compared part by part. The findings, published in a free booklet available at your DeSoto Plymouth dealer, prove Plymouth is America's best-buy low-price car in frame and body construction, safety, comfort and convenience, under the hood. Go to your DeSoto Plymouth dealer and get the complete facts in the free eight-page Plymouth booklet. Then go for a ride in a new 54 Plymouth and see for yourself why Plymouth is America's best-buy low-priced car. For example, the Plymouth six-passenger Plaza Club sedan, $1,582. Factory retail price at Factory Detroit, Michigan. All taxes, transportation, and delivery charges, license, and optional equipment extra. See and drive the new 54 Plymouth. The only car in the lowest price field that dares to compare part by part. We invited some girls who work for an airline to the show, Groucho, and our studio audience selected Miss Mary Whitney to be on the show. Her partner is a married man, Mr. Ben Frank Bell. Folks, you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. <laughs> Miss uh, Mary Whitney, eh? Yes, Groucho. I like my work. Uh, you're not married? No, I'm not. Engaged? No. Would you like to wrap me around your little finger? <laughs> I'll get back to you in a moment, uh, Mary. Less than that if I can swing it. <laughs> ben Frank Bell, eh? My friends call me Big-Footed Ben. Oh, it's going to be one of those evenings. Huh? Where are you from, Ben? Texas. Texas. Huh? Yeah, I never suspect that. I was going to say New Hampshire. You're from Texas, eh? What kind of work do you do, Ben? I do asbestos work. Uh, I cover a hot pipe, boilers, and so forth. And then I also cover, uh, put cork and so forth on refrigeration. I cover hot things and cold things. Your work sounds very interesting, Ben. Do you enjoy it? Is that what you've always wanted to do? I have always wanted to do public speaking. <laughs> I know hundreds of jokes and uh, stories, and some of them would do to tell the public. Well, we're certainly glad to offer you an opportunity to speak here as a public speaker. Let's hear one of your stories. Not a long one. Keep it kind of short. Well, for one thing, 
Down in Texas, we always believed in doing things the easy way. If you rush through life, you get to heaven tired. And, and I know my pa had a pond out there, and uh, he stocked it with fish. And we taught those fish to chew tobacco. And then we'd get in a boat and go across this pond dropping out pieces of tobacco. And when we'd get on the other side, we'd get us up some baseball bats and come back along and knock them in the head when they'd come up to spit. <laughs> well, Ben, it's, it's stories like that that'll make you a big success in the asbestos business. <laughs> Now, Mary, let's return to you, and I might add the returns are very favorable. <laughs> what sort of work do you do? Are you a policeman? No, I'm a stewardess for Pan American. Oh, a stewardess. No wonder they strapped the passengers down. Right? <laughs> <laughs> do you like flying? Oh, yes, Groucho. There's nothing as romantic as flying. Have you ever taken a close look at a pelican? <laughs> <laughs> Well, tell us about your job. Pretend I'm one of your passengers. What do you do first? Throw me off? No, no, I'd welcome you aboard. I'd you say, are. hello, Mr. Marks. It's nice to have you aboard with us today. Obviously, you've never flown with me before. <laughs> well, go on. What happens next? And then I'd check to see that all the passengers have their seat belts fastened. Uh -huh. And then uh, I'd make the pre-departure announcement. Well, where do you go in these planes? We cover the Central and South Pacific. I... Uh, for example, go on an Australia trip, I would go to Honolulu, Canton Island, the Fiji Islands, and to Sydney, Australia. Mm. How long does it take you to make a trip like this? It takes me 18 days. 18 days? Mm -hmm. You could go faster than that in a Wilshire bus. <laughs> no, Why does it take 18 days? <laughs> the passengers go right through, and it probably doesn't take them over 48 hours, but the crew... You mean that the passengers go through without the plane? <laughs> That's what they call jet propulsion, I guess. Was this always your ambition to be a stewardess? I think it was, Groucho. Mm -hmm. Most little girls dream of being a stewardess like little boys dream of being cowboys, I'd say. Well, I'm just a little boy, and I certainly didn't dream of being a cowboy. <laughs> I guess there's something wrong with me. All I dream about are stewardesses. <laughs> Well, it's been fun talking to you two. Now, let's play You Bet Your Life. In the race for the $2,000, the first couple won $165, and the secret word is water. Let's see how much money you can make. You selected the animal kingdom, and remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. A hundred. A hundred. Well, you're ambitious. What do you call the teddy bear-like animals of Australia that lives in trees and eats only eucalyptus leaves? Koala bears. Koala bear is right. Well, you now have $200. You know, I think this is the first time since we've been doing this new quiz that anybody has ever taken the $100 question first. Oh. And I admire your confidence and knowledge. Good. Now you have uh, $200. You can quit or you can go ahead. A 90. 90? Yes. Is that all right with yes. you, Mary? Mm-hmm. What is the correct word meaning a baby swan? Baby swan. Uh. You don't know, guess. Go ahead. No, it's signet. It's spelled C-Y-G-N-E-T, but it's pronounced signet. Well, you uh, still have half your bankroll. You have $100. Now, what do you want to try? 80 or 70. Eighty. Eighty? What is the name of the orange and black poisonous lizard that lives in the southwest part of the United States? 
You ought to know that, man. We don't know guests. Uh, the stinging scorpion. Well, that's one of them. I'm sorry, it's the Gila Monster. Oh. Well, you now have fifty dollars left. All right. <laughs> what do you want to bet? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, fifty, or shall we go up to sixty? Sixty? Mm-hmm. What kind of an animal is a Kodiak? It's a mm-hmm. Are you sure? A bear, okay. A Kodiak is a bear. A bear? A bear is right. Oh. <laughs> and you wind up with $110. Thanks and good luck Thank to the Soda Plymouth Dealers. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Fenneman, who's next? Well, Groucho, just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected uh, Mr. Louis Murphy, and his partner has an interesting story. She's Miss Frances Kane. So, folks, would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Now, without further ado, Francis Kane and Louis Murphy. Mr. Louis Adu, let's start with you, huh? You're a fine figure of a fellow. I'd say you were about 35, is that right? Uh, thanks for the compliment, Groucho. Uh, uh, I'll do the same for you someday, but I'm 52, and uh, call me Murph, will you? Call you Murph? That's right. Okay, I'll call you both Murph if you want to. <laughs> Where are you from, uh, uh, Lewis? Larrimore, North Dakota. Larrimore? Well, that's down in the cow country, huh? Well, oil country, huh? It's oil country now, yes. Yeah. Of late. What sort of work do you do? I'm a plant guard. A plant guard? What yes, kind sir. of plants do you guard? Do you chase uh, the daisies away from the bachelor buttons? No, I work for a general plant protection company out on 6900 South Hoover. We have about 500 men doing guard duty. 500 men doing guard duty? Yes, sir. You guard this one plant? As five? No, we do industrial guarding, industrial plants throughout the industrial area of Los Angeles in the county and Southern California. Well, tell but us something about we this. We uh, check the windows, the doors, fire equipment, burglar alarms, if there are any there, mm-hmm. or we take care of all entrances, and uh, we listen for strange noises and strange what, silences. What do you, what do you regard? What? You listen, listen for strange silences. Well, how do you hear a strange silence? It's quite you, simple because... You mean if you don't hear anything, you say, what was that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. You are uh, Francis Kane? Kane. Where are you from, Francis? Uh, Bakersfield, California. Francis Kane from Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I realized that they raised Kane in Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did, huh? Did you? <laughs> well, How long have you lived in uh, L.A., uh, Francis? About 30 years. 30 years, huh? Mm-hmm. How old were you when you left Bakersfield, Francis? Well, if you want to know my age, I'm in the late 40s. I wasn't crying into your age. I was just just curious to know how old you were when you left Bakersfield. But you answered my question. Do you have a job, uh, Francis, or do you uh, keep house? Oh, I work at the Hollywood call board. I'm telephone operator. Oh, telephone. It's a telephone secretarial service. Is this a full-time job, Francis, or does it leave you any opportunity to pursue other interests, like well, betting on the horses? <laughs> well, I take time off now and then, write popular songs. You're a, song ri- a songwriter? Mm-hmm. Is that so? Have any of your songs ever been heard by the public? Yes, as a matter of fact, one of them sold over a million records. Really? What was mm-hmm. the name of it, Stardust? No, it was called uh, Rose of the Mountain. 
Rose of the Moon. And it sold a million records? Mm -hmm. How come I never heard of it if it sold that many? I listened to records. Well, it was on the back of Rosemary Clooney's recording of Come Out of My House. <laughs> well, she certainly was lucky to be on the other side of such a big hit as the Rose of the Mountain. Yeah. I think uh, two people heard it, and I'm one of them, I think. You heard it? Mm-hmm. Is there much money in your songwriting? Well, there is, is now, finally. I've got a three-year contract after about 15 years. Is that so? Mm-hmm. Huh? Do you write the words or the music? Uh... Well, I just write the lyrics. My brother told me when I started writing songs, I'd go from bad to verse, so I guess I did. <laughs> your, brother is, your brother is quite a clown, isn't he? He is. <laughs> what does he do, uh, Francis? Is he a well, comic writer? He collects rocks. I think he's got a few of them in his head. (laughs) Francis, in addition to Rose of the Mountain, have you had any other big record sellers? Well, I had another one that was on the wrong side of a record. (laughs) It was on the back of Wheel of Fortune. It's called Heart of a Clown. Well, uh, you're apparently the most successful other side songwriter in America. I agree with you. Have you have you written any new songs, Francis? Well, I've <coughs> been specializing in hillbilly songs. There's gold in them dark hills when you write hillbilly songs. There is. Eh? Well, uh, do you know anything about hillbillies, or isn't that necessary? Well, I don't think so. What kind of a hillbilly song have you written? Oh, I've written with Cliffy Stone and Tex Williams and. Uh-huh. I had one called She Was Pure as Snow, but she drifted. <laughs> well, uh, you, you don't know where she is now. Huh? <laughs> could, you, uh, could you sing us a few bars of this uh, song, Francis? I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I can bet Fenneman to bring in a bucket. It wouldn't be any trouble, huh? you used to work in a bucket shop, and it wouldn't be any trouble for Fenneman at all. Could you give us the lyrics of uh, of this song? Just a few lines of the chorus. You can recite it if you don't Which want to one? sing it. Uh, the, I like the one about snow? the slush song. Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, she, hit, she hit the honky tonks in Kentucky. She hit the taverns in Tennessee. But I want you to know she was pure as snow till she drifted away from me. <laughs> There's nothing personal in this lyric, is there? No, I don't think so. Well, I think there are. It isn't easy writing successful songs, Francis. Mm -hmm. And I hope someday soon you'll be on the right side of the record and make a lot of money. Thank you. Now, let's play You Bet Your Life. You uh, understand how we play this game? Mm Mm-hmm. In the race for the $2,000, the first couple leads with $165. You selected movie quiz, and we start you off with $100. Well, what do you think? Which one do you want? 30. 10, 50, 80, 30. 30. 30. 30. Who is the star of the Western picture? Hondo. Oh, John Wayne. That's right. <laughs> well, you're on your way. Your bankroll is now $130. Now, what would you like to try? Forty. Forty. Who produced such great film shorts as Seal Island and The Living Desert? Walt Disney. Walter Disney is correct. 
And I'll have $170. Now, you can quit or go ahead. Well, we go ahead. You're doing tremendously. 50. Ethel Merman played the title role of Annie Get Your Gun on Broadway. Who played it in the movies? Uh, Talk it over. What's that? Annie Get Your Gun. Annie, get your gun. Betty Hutton. Betty Hutton is absolutely right. You now have $220. You want to quit or go ahead? It's your last chance to be the other couples. Well, we'll try. Let's try. 60. 60 you haven't had. That's a nice round figure. In what successful movie thriller starring Orson Welles and Joseph Cotton was a zither used for background music? Uh, the Third Man. The Third Man is right, Francis. <laughs> and you wind up with $280. Thanks and good luck for the soda Plymouth Dealers. And that means that the songwriter and her partner... With $280 in just one minute, get a chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $2,000 question. All right, Groucho, here comes the winning couple, the songwriter and her partner, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $2,000 question. Here we are back again, huh? Same day. Now, you probably will. If you win this money, you can write a song about it, huh? Brother, can you spare $1,000? All right, here we go for $2,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide out a single answer between you. Think carefully, and please, no help in the audience. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. The Bible is three sons of Adam and Eve. Two of them were Cain and Abel. For $2,000, who was the third son? Talk it over. What is the answer you two have decided upon? I just don't know. Well, guess. Cain and Abel. Well. I'm sorry. I just don't know. It's Seth, S-E-T-H. I wouldn't have guessed it. So that means the big question next week will be worth $2,500. Well, you lost the big money, but uh, how much did they win the quiz, George? Without further ado, tell me. Without further ado, $280 (laughs) in the quiz. That's pretty good. Well, congratulations, and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Thank you, Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $2,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also brought to you by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember that the dealers who sell the outstanding DeSoto Automatic with fully automatic power flight transmission also have on display the remarkable new Plymouth, engineered and built to be your best buy in the low-priced field. DeSoto Plymouth. Two great new cars. Both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks. And remember, just be sure to see the DeSoto Automatic. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. When driving, remember that courtesy is contagious. You'll bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jack Meekin. 
This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces throughout the world. 